Good morning. Those of you that don't know me and didn't hear that response, my name is Keith Morrison and I'm the, the minister here at Linfield URC. There's more to this than a lamp, isn't there? As we come to today's parable, Jesus takes a bit of a different approach than what he's been doing. So far, we've seen him tell a few stories about characters that the crowd might be familiar with. A strong man, maybe a thief. A story about a sower. He's spoken about mistakes that nobody would be foolish enough to make. About new wine in old wineskins and scattering things where they wouldn't grow. But in this morning's passage, he brings it closer to home, doesn't he? In our translation in the NIV, we have him make it a bit personal. He says, what do you do at home? What do you do? How do you live? Do you take the light that you have and hide it? Are you content to live in darkness? Or do they let it shine, enabling the light to be seen? To light a lamp and then hide it is a waste. Jesus questions whether we would hide the lamp under a bed. Now, of course, in the first century, not everyone had a bed. Many slept on a mat on the floor. And certainly the poorer folk wouldn't have lit a lamp because they would have gone to their mat when the sun went down. And they would have got up in the morning. As the sun rose again. So there is an extravagance of an oil lamp. There is an extravagance of a bed. And there is an extreme extravagance. If you take that lamp. And shove it under the bed. It's just. An extravagant. Waste. It's a waste of light. It's a waste of an oil that's burning there. It's not beneficial. Beneficial, indeed it's laughable. And the listeners would say, that's not me. I don't do that. No, I don't. I suppose if you tuck it under a bed or we could take the light and shove it under the communion table, there'd still be a glimmer coming out, wouldn't there? There'd still be something there that would be seen. And even a little bit of light in darkness can make a difference. But the other thing he talks about is putting it under a bowl. 
And if you were to place your lamp under a clay bowl, then it wouldn't be seen at all. And also, if it went all the way down, there might be not enough air getting in for that lamp to continue to burn. The flame needs the oxygen in the air to burn brightly. But the air would soon be exhausted. The lamp would be out. And that's a double foolishness. Not only not able to be seen, but snuffed out completely. And so the crowd's going, yeah, this teacher's right. We don't do those things. We take the light. We put it on the stand. And it shines for all to see. That's what we do. But Jesus is not being the interior design consultant for the first century. He's not saying this is what you do with your lamp. And you have some nice seats over here. And you can prepare your home accordingly. For the eyes of the people have not yet seen who he is. What is now hidden will be revealed. Although the crowd would not be foolish enough to hide a light, they fail to realize that the light of the world is with them. That the light of the world is before them and is shining there among them. And they fail to see it. And they fail to realize that he himself, who is hidden, will be lifted up to be seen on the cross. They do not know that there will be a day when every eye will see him and every knee will bow. Jesus repeats the phrase from earlier, the phrase that we had last week when he was telling of the sower, the seed in the soil. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. But he could equally well have said here, if anyone has eyes to see, let them see. For it's plain before them but they're not seeing. They do not understand. Whether people choose to see and understand makes a great difference in their life. When we see and seek even a little glimmer from him, when we try to grab even the smallest understanding, his light can flood into our lives and fill every aspect of it. And we see so much more than we first imagined. 
But if we prefer the darkness of the world, then in time we will come to know an even greater darkness than the world experiences just now. For at the time when he comes in glory and great light is seen, those who rejected him will receive their judgment measured out appropriately. The Jewish authorities had access to the light. They could have tried to bring him more fully into public. But no, they tried to push him aside. They tried to push him under the bed and the clay pot. The Jewish authorities of the first century wished to see him snuffed out. The main cause of death of those crucified was asphyxia. But for Christ, although his mortal body dies, his light cannot be extinguished. For he is the eternal son of God. And the spirit, the pneuma, the breath of God is within him. It cannot be separated from him. He has an inexhaustible supply. And so the breath is there. The oxygen to live is there. And to the believer, that we have that spiritual breath too. For the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in the hearts of those who confess that Christ is Lord of their life. We receive the hope of eternal life, which doesn't begin when we die, but as soon as the Spirit comes within us, we have that new life. It's a continuation from now. Yet even as people who have something of that light, we must still think of that question Jesus asked the people in the passage. What do you do with the light? What do you do with the good news of Christ that you have received? Is it hidden under the bed? Or do you cover it with a bowl? What do you do with it? Another translation of the Greek text might take us from this question to being a statement. In fact, uh, both the old King James Version and the New Revised Standard Version take it as a lamp doesn't come to be placed under a bowl or a bed. It's not brought for that purpose. You don't bring a lamp into a room and then hide it. And Christ was not brought into the world to be hidden. A lamp is not made to be hidden. It's made to be seen. But do you let it shine for others? Or do you try to hide it? 
or maybe even reduce the brilliance of its glow. Instead, I hope you are reflecting, reflecting Christ with what you say and how you live. Don't know whether any of you saw the moon last night. It was really big and bright. It's a, a super moon. It's as close as it gets to the earth. And it itself does not shine. It reflects light from the sun. Now, in the early hours of tomorrow morning, 28th September, the moon will darken. And it will turn red. Because it will have passed into the earth's shadow. There's got to be a lunar eclipse tonight. So starting at about half one. I don't know if anybody's staying up for it. I imagine I'll be tucked up in bed. But it will be covered in darkness. And this brightness that could be shining will not be seen. Do not let the world hinder how you reflect the Son of God. Let no shadow of darkness get in your way. When darkness starts to come, seek a way that you may avoid it. Remain in the light. Remain bright. Shining for Christ. That you may be his people. We as a church. When we are gathered on a Sunday. Or scattered. As the church during the week. Must be clear. That we are shining for the Lord. We are called to point to him. It's our purpose. It's our, the very being of being church is to point to the Lord. So point others too to the light. And long for that brilliance that comes from him. Not to be hidden, but to fill the lives of our friends, of our families, of this village, and indeed, the whole earth.